as you get older, three things happen. The first is your memory goes, and I can't remember the other two. Listen, Linda, listen. I'm sitting here with Zita Barr. Hey! Who is... How Ray's old are you? My mom. My mom, and how old are you? 53. <laughs> 53. Old enough to know better. Young enough to not care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, we're going to talk about social roles and social timing to begin. Um, let's see here. Newton and Stewart argue that the focus of midlife personality is generativity, which is the concern to leave a legacy. How does that concern you? It doesn't concern me. I have my children that will leave my legacy, I guess. Are you concerned with how you plan to leave behind, what you plan to leave behind in life? No, because I think my children are strong and determined and... Are your children your legacy? Yeah, my children are my legacy. Good to know, good to know. Also, according to Newton and Stewart, our personality development and concerns change with the impact on social roles for us. Our personalities change. So, as you become a wife, mother start a new career is how has your personality changed throughout life or do you feel like it has well in different roles you have to your personality changes because you know being a parent you have to guide your children and show them that you know you're a support factor for them and a role model and then you also have a different face that you put on when you're at work because you're a leader and you have to lead people and train and develop them as well. But don't you have to lead and train and develop your kids as well? It's more of a, um, yeah, but it's a different di- different mentality because it's your, it's your family, it's your inner family. Your work is your outer family. That's a good way to put it. Um, your social clock is known as the time schedules of change in social roles over adulthood. There's a theory that states that if we follow social norms of our social clock, the less stressed we will be. Can you think of any milestones in life that you've experienced off timing and have those caused you any added stress or like you weren't like a normal person? Well, when when growing up, in my family, when growing up, my parents were really strict. So if you didn't obey, back in the day, you know, was, uh, they used to uh, punish you. <laughs> Not like nowadays. Like strict punishments? Yes. So did that add to the stress of... <laughs> Not doing things with normal well, timing. Yeah, because you were held that you couldn't do certain things because it wasn't allowed. And then when I was with uh, Timmy's father, there was another situation as well. Who's Timmy? My son. <laughs> Your oldest son. Timmy's her oldest son. 
So that caused added stress to you as a teenager? Yeah. And? Because there are different phases of life where you're, uh... <laughs> different phases cause different stresses. All right, and, 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 and develops you into a different person, which would actually made me stronger and more determined to. So you don't necessarily have to follow a certain norm. Your norm is what you create. Right. Well, so for certain people they can, and some people they don't. You know, when you're stuck in a pattern, some people don't know how to get out of it, and you got to be strong enough to get out of it and want to survive and, and move forward. Survival of the fittest. The survival theory. They say cohabitation before marriage can affect your relationship quality. Um, did you cohabitate, cohabitate with your spouse before you guys got married? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. That's fair. Um, the average age of your first kid in the United States is 25, yet Mexico is age 21. What age did you have your first kid at? 18. A little bit younger than. I was married at 16. But you are of? European descent. Different descent, so that makes sense. Culture. Um, it's also said that the gender roles of people in a relationship, most people share responsibilities until they become parents, and then they transition into more stereotypical gender roles. A woman is a caregiver and a housewife, and a man typically fall, falls into, like, the breadwinner, the money earner back in the day maybe was that how it was for you back in the day maybe but not now nowadays it's you know it's every person for themselves do you think that changed with your age or just with the times just with the times fair to say fair to say i wanted to be self-reliant okay um According to your age, the social roles in your range, 40 to 64, roles are becoming more intense, your children are getting older, jobs are becoming more important, possible leadership responsibilities, you might become a caregiver to your parent, you might divorce and remarry, you may become a grandparent. Do you fit into any of these? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Let's talk about your social relationships. According to Long, Charles, and Fingerman, older adults typically report higher levels of satisfaction with their social relationships than younger adults. Um, early studies of age differences in social processes found that successively older adults reported smaller social networks. The reasons seem obvious, deaths among friends or family, but later research proved the decline due to other factors. Um, interactions older adults have with people in their networks are more satisfying with age and they also report more positive emotions and less negative experiences than younger adults. Um, there's also been reports of decline in interpersonal conflicts. Do you believe these are true for you? Most definitely. As you get older, you get more secure in yourself that you don't have to deal with the childish nature of, of certain people drama and stuff like that right you feel like you're just 
more confident in yourself and you don't care with it's not that you don't care it's just that the drama of other people you're more concerned with your more stable relationships and right you're just confident in your own self and your and your friend your friends are, are confident too they're in their own stage of the life where you know the the if they want to be there they'll be there if not then it's not, it's not even point. that. It's, it's just not like because when you're when you're a child and you're a teenager and whatnot, you got all that stupid petty stuff that goes on. And when you're an adult and you're dealing with adult friends, it's a totally different relationship. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um, according to Long Charles and Fingerman again. Basically what you just said, individuals seek social partners consistent with their broader goals. Goals of older adults are focused on optimizing emotional well-being. Is that pretty much, do you fall in line with that? I guess. Even though they're younger than me, but okay. <laughs> but, yeah. still older than. Older than most, yes, I guess. New adults. So within your social network, do you find that it's more small and close or you have a lot of friends that are more so acquaintances? And has that changed since you were a younger adult to now? No, it's been about the same. Keep your, your real friends close to you. So it's been a smaller network mm -hmm. of close friends. Okay. Okay. Um, amongst your romantic relationships, there are four different attachment styles. Mm -hmm. To begin, we have secure, which is you have an easy time bonding, becoming emotionally close, you have mutual dependencies and don't worry about being alone. Preoccupied, which means you're more anxious, you would like to be close but are fearful and reluctant to the idea. Fearful, Avoidant, somewhat uncomfortable getting close. You want to be close, but you can't trust others. Or dismissing altogether. You're comfortable without close relationships, and you prefer to be independent. One and one and first one and the last one. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a relationship, or you could really care less. Yeah. <laughs> well, according to the attachment theory, parent-child bonds create our internal working model, our beliefs and assumptions about relationships. Do you think this is true? Has your parent-child relationship created a model in which you base your relationships romantically? No. I don't think so. Do you think your parental bond has affected your romantic relationships at all? No. Okay. Fair to say. Um, it's been said that friendships can decrease stress. Do you feel like your friend group helps you? Most definitely. <laughs> as an emotional support and to lower your stress levels? Yes, because you can let it all out and tell them everything and what's going on. And they do the same and it's your own sounding board for you. Support. There are friends sometimes that can cause us more stress or that can be damaging to our life do you find that you have any friends like that no have you ever had friends like that no okay. typically younger people do but if you never had then you go good <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any pets 
Yes. Would you consider your pet a friend? Sure. Do you like to tell your pet things? <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> Good, because that's unhealthy. We don't want to do that. <laughs> Would you say your pet makes you a happier person overall? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> do you get happier when you see other pets? Like, people love pets and babies. Sure. <laughs> Do you have any siblings? Yep. How many? Seven. Wow. What is your relationship like with your siblings? Well, now that everybody's moved away, just cordial, I guess. Um, is there boys and girls, siblings? Brothers and sisters? Yeah, two sisters, five brothers. Do you feel like you're closer to your sisters or closer to your brothers? Mm, nobody in particular right now. Is that just because you guys are all yep. distant? So distance doesn't really help the relationship? No, of course not. <laughs> it's said that sisters usually have the closest bond or the better relationship. Not necessarily. Fair, fair. Okay. <laughs> Um, according to research by Apple, he explains that the friendly equality between grandparents and grand grandchildren exists as a re leaving reaction to the tension caused between parents and children by parental authority and by the obligations each has towards each other. Grandparents are said to break up the tension caused by parental authority. Do you feel like a grandparent-grandchild relationship breaks up that? A little bit, not a lot. Are you a grandparent yourself? Most definitely. How many grandchildren do you have? One that I know of. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> um, what's the culture that you were brought up in? Where's your family from? Portugal. Do they have um, standards or are they different in their grandparent-grandchild relationships than Americans are? No, because they were, they were, they came here to America, and they were brought up in this culture. So when the grandchildren came aboard, I, yeah, I think they were better to the grandkids than they were to the kids. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. How was your grandparent-grandchild relationship, or do you remember, with your grandparents in Portugal? I didn't. I never met him. Never met him. What does being a grandparent mean to you? Having a child I can spoil and give back to her mama. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think being a grandparent has made you feel more in touch with your youth or kept you more active? Physically or mentally? Sure. Kept your mind sharp? <laughs> I don't know that it's weird. Kept you away from dementia? <laughs> Shut up, stupid. <laughs> Are there any particular skills or values that you hope to instill in your grandkids? Yeah, self-worth and uh, self-reliance. Fair enough. Those are good ones to know. Well, it was good chatting with you this time. We'll see you next time. Until later.
say goodbye, Thank Circus. You. Goodbye. Thanks. <laughs>